0: Well, I'm very keen to get young people's voice on this show and young up and coming talent. Um, And this one kind of joins a few dots, whether it's a chain reaction um, special or not. But um, you heard last week about a fundraising event for the Plumpton, lovely St. John's, the Baptist Church in Plumpton. And there was a fundraising event, a concert put on, a sort of um, opera light concert. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon in uh, Plumpton. My wife and I went and joined another, perhaps another hundred people with a lovely picnic and enjoyed, sat under the sun, delightful music. Now, what, uh, there's a big story behind this. Connie Penn, you know, is the main mover in the Shaco, Jules, Julie Unwin and her colleagues from the Two and a Half Sopranos that you heard about. But we've discovered a new talent and she hasn't been that far away from me in the university actually. I'm delighted to welcome one of our second year students who is studying BA Creative Film, TV and Digital Media. At the University of Northampton and that young lady is Jessica Rule. Jess, welcome to the show and um, what a few days for you. It's been quite busy. Thank you so
1: much for having me, thank you.
0: It's been a busy few days because you didn't know much about this event until when?
1: Probably, um, I would say last Thursday actually, it was very last minute.
0: Thursday or Friday and the appeal went out for somebody to to video record or capture for posterity this concert so um, you came riding to the rescue, you know, what did you do and what did you think of the event?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, I have actually screened North Fancy's um, Twitter notifications on for opportunities and stuff like that, so I know what's happening in the community, stuff like that. And um, I just saw them tweet about something, um, is, is a filmmaker free this Sunday to um, record this uh, charity event? And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything on Sunday. Um, I'm waiting for second year to start. So I thought, why not? And um, I emailed um, Becky and then she connected me with Connie um, and that's when I learned a bit more about what it was going to be and um, yeah we had a really fun day it was uh, we were there for about six hours Um, it was oh my gosh I (laughs) love musical theatre and like opera and all that kind of stuff anyway so to hear just honestly my favourite part was just listening to them sing that was like the most fun part and then being able to film it as well so now when I'm editing I get to listen back to it (laughs) so yeah really really fun day.
0: And you had all your own equipment, so you're able to, you know, come um with, with self contained, you had your own equipment there. You set up and as you mm-hmm. say, it was it was a delightful afternoon, right? Because they sang about eight no, let me think. Seven or eight songs in each half, and um, you know, there was yes. a serious one alongside a light hearted one, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had my own equipment. So in my gap year, so before I started university, I took a year out because I wanted to work um, in the real world for a bit um, and to decide what I actually wanted to do. Um, so in that year, I, I was able to buy my own laptop that was appropriate for editing and all that kind of stuff. And I also bought my camera then. And then um, recently during lockdown, um, I had a bit of money saved. So I also bought myself some really nice sound equipment. Um, so that's why I was able to kind of, you know, come with my own, um, equipment, I guess my own, obviously it wasn't a business, you know, it was for charity, but, um, to be able to be there, you know, 20 with my own camera equipment, sound equipment, it, I felt really independent.
0: Yeah, no, and is this your, you know, future career aspiration? Because if you look at BA Creative Film TV and digital media, where do you want to end up? Film, TV, theater, uh, mm. musicals, you know, what, what, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years?
1: Yeah, so the reason this course appealed to me is because it was very broad, actually, the name. I was looking at other filmmaking courses and they were all very, you know, kind of only filmmaking. And I was like, well, I don't know if I actually, I don't even know if I want to do that necessarily. Like, I, you know, my background is more in theatre, musical theatre. And the fact that this course was very broad, it was also digital media and TV. Um, That's kind of what drew me to this course. And now, over the past year, you know, I'm hoping that over the three years, I'll gradually narrow it down even more and more so that I know, you know what I want to do once I graduate. But at the moment, uh, my career aspirations is honestly being a director or a cinematographer, or even both. Um, <laughs> that's really like appealing to me. I guess in specifically film or high-end TV, but also I wouldn't rule out working in theater because I guess I have a lot more experience in theater. Um, so anything in the performing arts, media industry would just be amazing, really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, well, I can sense your passion there. Now, you've got an interesting and uh, multicultural background, right? So you're not uh, Northamptonshire your last born and bred. No. So just tell us a little bit about all those cultural influences, the wonderful cultural influences.
1: <laughs> yes, so um, my mum is from Poland, from the north of Poland, Um, And then my dad is from Cornwall and they met at um, a Bible college called Cape and Ray in England. Um, And then they moved to Leicester together. And that's where I was born. So I was was born in Leicester. And then when I was about two years old, um, we moved to Morocco. Um, My dad was teaching English there and we were there for about eight years. So then in 2010, we moved back from Morocco, back to England, to Leicester. So, you know, it feels like I spent my childhood years in morocco in africa and then i spent my you know the rest of my youth teenage years in leicester and now it feels like you know the next chapter is northampton my early adulthood i guess
0: so yeah and after northampton where
1: honestly i really want to move to london um, after i graduate i'm really hoping that i can get the contacts and experience so so when I graduate, I can just work in London for at least two years, is what I'm thinking. Um, if, if not longer, um, I really just, I love London. I have a lot of friends who are like drama school in London, stuff like that. Um, and it's just, yeah, in my mind, I just, I'm like, I need to go to London. <laughs> if not, and then afterwards, I, I, I also want to live in Manchester at some point, because obviously they've got the media city there. So yeah. you know, anywhere where there's a lot of, you know, media opportunities is really appealing to me at the minute.
0: Well, Becky Adams, who was on just before you and that you know and you want to uh, work with Becky, will be sad to hear you say that because one of her missions (laughs) in life is to stop all the talent going to London and to Manchester and keep it in the county and build that that Mm. the rest of the country wants to come here.
1: Well, you know what? Actually, I'm not, you know, my heart isn't set on going to London. It just, maybe that's why I guess it appeals to me because that's what we're used to. You know, we're used to thinking that the opportunities are only in London. But actually, you know, like I said, if I make the right contacts here, there's nothing to say. You know, I wouldn't mind living in, I know that I want to settle down in, you know, like not a big city. I want to settle down in somewhere a bit, yeah, not, it doesn't have to be, you know, capital city. So, um, yeah, having said that, I also wouldn't mind staying in Northampton because it's actually... It's actually a really lovely place. I didn't expect to enjoy living here this much.
0: Yeah, well, that, that, thank you very much. That's a nice positive stroke <laughs> for the folks here in the uh, county. So just for what it's worth, and it seems a long time ago, it might even have been 19, no, 1879 or 1979. But when I graduated, my first <laughs> four and a half years were in London. And I have to say, I did enjoy it. I, that sense mm. of excitement. You know, the streets are paved with gold. Well, actually, they're not. But... Um, you know, it, it, is a, it is a draw and a lure. Although my concern now would be that it's very expensive. My kids want to go and work in live. Oh, yeah. It's just so terribly expensive. Probably that's a big downer. Um, okay, yeah. now when you were in Morocco, did you learn any foreign languages there?
1: So <laughs> I'm actually really ashamed of this because, um, you know, you would think that I would learn at least, you know, Moroccan Arabic and also um, Morocco is a, multi- um, it's a bilingual country. So everyone also speaks French there. Um, but actually I went to like an American school so most of my you know interactions were with people who wanted to speak English even the Moroccan kids you know the school I went to half the students were Moroccan and half were foreigners like me but it was an American school so our you know our uh, language in common I guess was English so I feel yeah I look back and I'm like why did I not learn like I know the basics my French is better than my Arabic because then I did it for GCSE um, but I really want to start learning rock and Arabic again because I feel ashamed that I literally grew up there and my rock and Arabic is terrible. <laughs> so, um, but I did have, I had, I had lessons. You know how in England um, people have, you know, like we have, we learn French at school. In my American school, we learned French and Arabic in that same way, but people weren't really, we still all just talk English to each other. There were no contexts really for me to learn, you know. Arabic and Arabic and French that well. Um but it definitely helped with, you know, the accents. Um the, it's still very familiar to me. So if I was to learn it I think I'd I think I'd be all right.
0: You'd pick it up quickly. But tell us surely yeah. you must speak some Polish, no, with mum being Polish?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'd say I'm I'm definitely, I can understand almost everything, um, but I've had a couple awkward situations in shops where I've misheard people and then they're really confused because obviously I, I approach them speaking in Polish. So they probably think, oh yeah, she's, you know, she's Polish. And then I'll misunderstand something and I'm like, sorry. I have to be like, sorry, I'm only half Polish. My grammar's a bit bad. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not a proper Polish person, but I've never lived in Poland. So it kind of, you know, it makes sense that my Polish isn't perfect because I've never had the grammar lessons, stuff like that. But I would say, you know, I'd say I still speak it to a bilingual um, conversational proficiency, I'd say.
0: Okay, well, that's often good enough. So what would you say is your, I don't know, uh, strongest sense of identity, and of all that cultural mix that you've got?
1: Whew, strongest one? Oh, that's really difficult. I Recently, I've become more and more... I guess when I moved back from Morocco to England and I had to, so I started year six, so I started secondary school and uh, I wasn't really used to having a kind of British education. So I had to kind of, I think I genuinely not, not that I was pushing away my, you know, Moroccan uh, upbringing or Polish upbringing. I wasn't pushing it away, but I think I was so, um, set on you know i have to get used to british culture now i have to be a british kid <laughs> i'm in british education now i have to be english you know but i think i kind of you know didn't forget about it but i think it just wasn't as prominent in my mind um yeah. but now that i'm out of uh, compulsory education and um you know forming arts industry and creative industry i think are very you know there's a lot in there about identity and like you know especially if you're a creative person i feel like you know your upbringing your cultural upbringing is very you know, it's a big part, of, you know, you, you get your inspiration from that as well, and it mm-hmm. makes who you are. Since coming to university and leaving compulsory education I think I've definitely um, been thinking a lot more about my, uh, my Polish side and living in Morocco, and um, my Polish grandma passed away in 2017, um, which was kind of a big shock, because she was only, she was in her early 60s, which, you know, is still kind of, kind yeah. of early, and um, that as well triggered a, a kind of like, maybe I should think about my, I don't know, my, my, that side of me more. Cause you know, I've never lived in Poland, but it's still a huge part of me. And even being in Northampton, I, it's, I actually feel really at home because I, I'll be walking around Northampton, I can just hear people Speaking Polish, um, like walking past me, and it's like, oh, I can understand them. And I, sometimes I think there's more Polish people in Northampton less than there are in Poland, but it makes yeah. me feel at home, you know? And that's uh, maybe that was one of the things when I came for the open day to Northampton, I noticed, you know, Polish shops, people speaking, and I was like, oh, I kind of feel at home here, you know? And I've always, you know, what I've loved about Leicester as well, and I see this in Northampton as well, is that it is really multicultural. Um, and I just always, I think I always have to live in place the multicultural because uh, it just makes me feel more
0: at home you know yeah no indeed and uh, well we do have a large polish population and some fantastic polish delis as well so you should be okay on, mm. the, food, on the food front just <laughs> tell yeah. me tell me a little bit where the um, where your interest or you know this creative streak in you came from is there anything in your background or mum's and dad's background or that determined that, uh-huh. that, that, determine that?
1: Well, I have to be careful what I say here, because they might be listening um but um my dad has always been obsessed with music, so that 's a big that 's a big part of my upbringing I guess my dad's always been listening to music I think that 's where my love for music comes from um and my mum um my mum's really good at like art and drawing and stuff she loves interior design and stuff like that, but I think they also i remember them telling me they used to do like when they went when, when they were a Bible college, they used to do like um drama performances you know like te- you know telling the gospel or like doing you know bible stories like through you know theater and stuff um so i guess when they told me about that i was like oh that makes sense why i'm like this because <laughs> they um it's definitely it's definitely in it's definitely a big part of my family like some of my cousins do musical theater my sister um has been doing a lot of musical theater in leicester still so yeah it is very maybe it does run in the family i guess it must be something to do with that but I don't know where the film thing comes from, to be honest. I think I was just really intrigued because to be honest, I was going to go to drama school. Um, When I was in the year 13, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go to drama school, I'll do acting. And then I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know if I actually want to do acting. I was was quite, I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. And I thought out of like, you know, um, theatre, music and like film, I thought film's the one I have the least experience in, but I'm still really interested in learning more about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely think I made the right decision because this course is just yeah perfect for me it came at such a perfect time in my life and um, yeah you're
0: keeping your options open which is always good especially at Mm -hmm. uh, someone of your age uh, very much so so um, oh, gosh, I've, I had a question in mind and it's gone out of my head, too. Well, there we go. That's pretty bad. But anyway, look, you saved the day in terms of coverage for this event. So I presume you'll be putting stuff out on YouTube. We will be able to see the fruits of your labour on yep. um, on Sunday. Um, has Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Covid. How has Covid ex- changed the student experience in the last six months? Mm, yes,
1: yeah, so it's, it's been really difficult. Um, it's... In, you know, we. this is a very practical course, so f- ha- not being able to uh, make stuff and, you know, be on you know production sets for this whole period has been really difficult, but um, luckily for, for me and the groups that I was in for March, we'd already kind of filmed everything we needed to film, so we were able to kind of just work on post-production during this whole period, but to be honest, You know, not being able to have access to the library. Um, I was staying with my family this whole time, which obviously I love my family, so it was fine. But um, not having that kind of office space um, really affected, I don't know, my focus and my motivation. Um, But luckily we got an extra two um, submission options, which was really good of the uni to do because they understood that this was, you know, unprecedented times, people were struggling, um, people, you know, different circumstances, um, and not everyone does have a good, you know, home environment like I did. So it's, you know, everyone's got different levels of like how difficult this period has been. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, yeah, so it's, it was, it's been difficult, but, um, the uni, University of Northampton were really prepared, I think, because we already had our, um, online kind of virtual learning, um, things so they were really prepared to do virtual lectures, and then the teachers always being really responsive. And um, it took—I didn't finish my two of my assignments till August. It took me that long because I was struggling with focusing and motivation so much. Um, and um, so it feels like I've just finished first year now. I'm starting yeah. second year again. <laughs> yeah, will for, but, for, um,
0: for the, i tell you one thing. For the faculty, it seemed like the academic year that never ended because we were having to start, you know, continue marking through what is normally our holiday period as well so yes it has been a change hasn't it, for everybody but i think you're right the university is very well placed i was in today um on a sort of re-induction for staff getting ready for the beginning of term and they've done an awful lot And i think we're in a much better place than many universities and many bigger Mm. much bigger and more prestigious universities as well well look jess thank you for coming on the show it's wonderful to hear you um you know your energy and positivity is bubbling (laughs) through i think you've got a great career ahead of you Um, i'm looking forward to seeing you so much I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, uh, the um, Reliving Sunday. And uh, if anybody would like to get in touch with Jess and maybe, and I certainly have got other events that uh, I know that you're working on with Connie and that I, perhaps mm. I'll be working on next year. But if anybody would like to learn more and perhaps uh, take advantage of Jess's uh, talents, please do contact me, Price, P-R-Y-C-E, at northampton.ac.uk. And I will pass on, um, the comments and then jess can decide if she wants to come back to you and tell you more or work with you on any schemes and becky adams yes i know she'll be listening and she'll be very pleased to hear from you in terms of engaging with um, screen north fans. so jess thank you great to have you on the show we must uh, i think have you back on uh, perhaps early next year or middle of next year tell us how things are going and um, you know what's changing in your life but uh, i think well, you've got uh, great things ahead of you thank you
1: i would love to thank you so much thank you for having me
0: thank you for listening dot com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.